Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and thank you so much for joining me on my daily teaching podcast, Grace to Your World. You know, the more we understand God's grace, the more do we find ourselves empowered to change our world and to live the overcoming life. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message and grow in our walk with Jesus together. I want to talk to you about alignment versus performance. I want to talk to you about the contrast between alignment versus performance because the issue is that a lot of Christians, a lot of believers are operating under this assumption that when we talk about alignment, what we're talking about is performance. And so we want to really kind of get you to see the the difference here this morning uh, between these guys. You see, performance is about you trying to qualify for what God wants to do in your life. Performance is about you doing all the right stuff. Performance is about you cleaning up your life. Performance is about you uh, doing what you think you can do in your own strength and self-effort, whereas alignment, guys, is looking to Jesus. Alignment is, I'm going to look to what Jesus, glory to God, has already done. I'm going to look to his finished works, and now what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring myself into alignment. Now, when you talk about alignment, what we're talking about is really a straight line between two different points. In other words, God is, is trying to do something over here. God has a certain purpose that he wants to fulfill in your life, but you see, maybe we're off over here. Maybe we're focused on the areas where we're missing it, guys. I want you to know from the outset that if you are focused on the areas where you are missing it, you are not in alignment with what God wants to do. Glory to God, because I want you to understand that whatever areas you are missing it in, friend, uh, Jesus already took care of that 2,000 years ago on the cross. Glory to God, when Jesus shed his blood on that cross, I want you to understand he already took care of your mistakes. He already took care of your sin. He already took care of those areas where you are falling short. Glory to God. And so what he wants you to do is he wants you uh, to take your attention away from yourself and he wants to, he wants you to place your attention on Jesus. And so when we're talking about alignment, we're talking about authentically seeking God's will for our lives. And I want you to understand that there is a will of God for your life. In fact, say that out loud right now. Say there is a will of God for my life. I want you to say, there is a will of God for my life. If you're with someone, turn to them and look at them and say, there's a will of God for your life and it's good, praise God. <laughs> then the other person say, well, same, same to you, same to you. <laughs> so I want you to understand there's a will of God for your life, no matter uh, where you find yourself. You may be watching me and saying, well, Alex, if you knew the mistakes that I've made, friend, I want you to understand uh, those mistakes were not a surprise to God. Friend, I want you to understand that God knew exactly the mistakes you would make and God has already made provisions for those mistakes. And so nothing that you ever do is ever going to catch God off guard. And catch this now, friend, nothing that you can ever do is going to be able to change God's purposes for your life. The Bible says the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. And so what we got a purpose in our hearts, however, guys, is that we want it. You know, basically what God wants from us is not our performance. What God wants from us is our willingness. And so you got to ask yourself, am I willing to see God's will come to pass in my life? 
And before you answer that question, because there's some of you that are saying, well, Alex, well, let me think about that for just a moment here. <laughs> uh, Alex, uh, yeah, that's a good question, but uh, let me let me kind of get back to you on that. Well, friend, before you do that, I want you to understand that the will of God for your life is for good. Glory to God. I want you to understand that God has a good plan and a good purpose for your life and, and that His will for your life is better, uh, glory to God, and then whatever it is that you could ever dream up on of, of your own. You see, I believe, guys, that we will experience the greatest good in our lives when we align ourselves with what God wants to do in our lives. Now, here's the key. As we've been saying, the focus here becomes Jesus. And so one thing you can take note of if you're taking notes here, which I hope you are, guys, praise God. If you're taking notes and, and we're beginning to contrast this now, I want you to understand that when it comes to alignment, the focus is always going to be Jesus, whereas when it comes to performance, the focus is always going to be self. It's always going to be about yourself. When you say, man, I don't think I deserve it. Well, first of all, you're, you're focused on yourself right now, okay? But but second of all, yeah, of course, we don't deserve it, guys. I want you to understand the very definition, uh, glory to God, of grace is that it's undeserved. It's unmerited. It's unearned. It's undeserved uh, favor and blessing that Jesus already made available to us. And so you don't want to get hung up on those areas where you miss it. No, what you want to focus on instead is what Jesus already did for you on the cross. Everybody understand that? Everybody already get that. Now, we were sharing last week also, of course, that the key to aligning with God's purposes is going to be relationship. And so a very basic way that you will see that alignment is going to take place in your life is when you are focused on your relationship with a Jesus. And so in other words, it's not about the next 10 principles, guys, even though there are principles and principles have their place. It is about relationship. You want to put the relationship first. And if you put the relationship first, the principle is going to take care of itself. And I want you to also catch this now, that in order for you to have a strong relationship with Jesus, you got to understand His grace. you got to understand His unmerited favor. you got to understand His love for you. You see, any relationship, guys, that's going to be a strong relationship is going to take some grace. And this is true also in the natural, by the way. <laughs> if you want to have a strong marriage, it's going to take some grace. In other words, you're going to have to make allowances for those times when, you know, you might miss it. Maybe you miss it or your partner misses it. And of course, guys, I know uh, some of us never miss it. Some of us always get it right. But uh, I'm talking about those of us who don't always get it right. <laughs> you see, it's going to take some grace. And so any strong relationship is going to take some grace. And if you want to have a strong relationship with God, you're going to have to have an understanding of his grace, his unmerited favor. And you're going to have to have that relationship rooted in his grace. Everybody say it's all about the relationship. Say, if I'm going to align with God's will for my life, it's going to be about the relationship. Glory be to God. Now, let's get started here this morning in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. And what I want to do today, guys, I want to start off with some scriptures that are going to be talking about some things that have already been made available to us as a result of the finished works of Jesus Christ. And what we're going to do, basically, we're going to go on a bit of a, uh, a treasure hunt here. Because what we want to do now, we want to search the scriptures for what is our purpose. I mean, that's the big question. 
You know, you're like, Alex, you're talking about purpose. Man, I don't even know what my purpose is. And so what is our purpose? We're asking that minor little question here. And, and so we want to go on a bit of a treasure hunt and see if we can figure out from scripture what our purpose is. And I want you to notice some things here that have already been made available to us purely as a result of the finished works of Jesus Christ. And so look at what he says here in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. This is the NLT, the New Living Translation. He says in verse 9, But you are not like that. Watch this now. For you are a chosen people. Stop right there. Child of God, if you are born again, if you are in Christ, the Bible calls you a chosen people. You say, Alex, what about my past? Hold on. Remember, it's no longer about you. This is about what Jesus has already done. As a result of the finished works of Jesus Christ for you on the cross, you are a chosen people. Everybody say that. Say, I'm a chosen people. Glory to God. He says, you are royal priests or a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Watch this now. God's very own possession. This is awesome, guys. You're God's very own possession. We're God's very own possession. And he says, as a result, in other words, as a result of what's already been done, as a result, you can show others the goodness of God. Watch this now. For he has called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Now, take note, friend. This is not something that you have to work to achieve. This is not something you have to work to achieve. This is something that has already been finished on your behalf. Now you say, well, Alex, my life doesn't look like this. Uh, I'm not living this. And we're going to get to that. We're going to get to what I like to call the gap. You see, guys, there's a gap in the life of every born-again believer. That gap, guys, is between what the Bible says is true about you in Christ and what your day-to-day real life experience is. And so, and so every believer, to one degree or another, we're, we're going to live in this gap. Uh, I'm going to give you an example. Uh, the Bible says you were healed by the stripes of Jesus, but there's a lot of people who are struggling with an illness or who are struggling with some type of pain in your body. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. There's never, uh, you know, people don't want to, we don't want to look at this like, hey, I must be doing something wrong. In fact, the gap is a very normal thing, man. Uh, the, the, the Christian life is lived in this gap. Now, we're going to get to that gap and we're going we're gonna to explore that some more, but I want you to see here that the goal or, or the purpose or, or what we're seeking to do as we grow in our walk with Jesus is, is we're seeking uh, to, to narrow that gap. You see, we're seeking to narrow that gap. We want our lives to begin to line up. There's that word again, alignment. We want our lives to line up more with what God already says is true about us in Christ. Does everybody see that? And so, and so all of us are living in this gap. That's very normal, guys. And so I don't want you to think there's something uh, wrong by, as a result of us living in the gap. It's, 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 that's just how it is. Uh, I mean, guys, Paul was living in that gap. He was dealing with tremendous uh, issues and hardships, uh, you know, and, and at the same time, he also had all these promises of God. Now, we're going to get to that, but I want you to really see that if you want to 
participate in this alignment, it's going to begin with you looking at what's already done. It's going to begin with you setting your sight on what Jesus has already done. It's going to begin with you looking at what the Word of God says about you. A glory to God. And what you want to do is you want to receive that by faith. And so you are a holy nation, a royal priesthood. You are uh, God's chosen. Glory to God. And as a result, he says, you're his own possession. And as a result, one of the things you're called to do is you are called to show others the goodness of God. Guys, I want you to understand what's going to draw people to God is going to be the goodness of God. Glory to God. It's going to be when they begin to see uh, the goodness of God in your life. They're going to begin to see uh, the goodness of God working through your life. That's going to draw people to God. And notice what, what he's already done. This is already done, guys. He's already called us out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Glory to God. Let's look at another one. Turn with me to uh, Colossians chapter 1. Verses 13 and 14. Colossians chapter 1, verses uh, 13 and 14. And let's see what else it has already been made available to us as a result of what Jesus has done. Amen. Everybody say it's all about what Jesus has already done, man. Praise God. I don't know, guys, if you can tell, I'm excited about this. <laughs> I'm excited about it, man. Uh, so Colossians chapter 1, verse 13 says this. He says, this has already been accomplished, guys. He says, for he has, notice it's past tense, he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness, glory to God, and he has transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son, Already done. It's already been accomplished. God didn't need us to help him out with that, friend. It's already a finished work. Verse 14 says, speaking of Jesus, who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Glory be to God. Now, really take this in, friend. I don't want us to, to brush over this. You know, sometimes you can read scriptures, especially if you've been in, in faith for a little bit, in church for a little bit, uh, and you kind of just read over it. But I want you to notice what he says. He says, this is already done. We're already delivered from the power of darkness, guys. We're, and, and we're already in the kingdom of his dear son. That means I want you to understand that you are right now, at this very moment, as you are listening to me right now, you are a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. Glory to God. You don't have to wonder whether or not you're going to make it to heaven. Glory to God. The Bible says you are already a resident of heaven. You're already in the kingdom of uh, his dear son. And notice what he said in verse 14. He said, he purchased our freedom, glory to God, and he forgave all of our sins. Now, this forgiveness of sins, guys, I want you to understand what this means is that all of your sins have already been forgiven, glory to God, and that is past, present, and future, glory to God. The Bible says we have eternal redemption. Eternal means it's past, present, and future. And so I want you to understand and that God is not forgiving you on a case-by-case -case basis. You know, it's not like, okay, you're forgiven until you sin again, and then you got to ask for forgiveness, and hopefully God is going to forgive you again. No, that's not how this works. Why not? Because if that was the case, then it would be based on what you were doing. Then your performance would still be involved. <laughs> well, I got news for you, friend. Your performance is no longer involved. Jesus already took care of it. Uh, Jesus already purchased your freedom. Uh, Jesus already forgave all of your sins. Glory to God. You say, Alex, how can God forgive future sins? Well, it's because he's God, first of all. But second of all, man, you want to hope that he can forgive future sins. Why? Because you know what? 2,000 years ago, guys, when Jesus got on the cross, all of our sins were in the future. 
Praise God. All of our sins were future sins. And so because God is God, because God has perfect foreknowledge, He already took care of your sins, my sins, the sins of the entire world. They have been paid for. The Bible says that Jesus is the propitiation for the sins of the entire world. Uh, glory to God. And so when you align yourself with God's will for your life, you want to understand He's already taken care of those areas where you've missed it. Glory to God. You see, He's already taken care of it. And so our role here is not to perform to now try to qualify for it. No, guys, our role is to receive it. Let's look at another one. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. I told you we're going to go on a bit of a treasure hunt here this morning. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Notice what he says here in verse 10. This is so awesome, guys. Let this really speak to you this morning, child of God. He says in verse 10, For we are God's masterpiece. God calls you His masterpiece. Not only are you His own possession, He calls you His masterpiece, child of God. He says He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, and so we've all been made new in Christ Jesus, and notice the, 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 the purpose for which he did it. He says, so we can do the good things that he planned for us long ago. And so, so notice a couple of things here. He says, you're his masterpiece. And notice what he has done is the moment you got into Christ, the moment you got born again, what happened is God created you anew. Glory to God. I want you to understand. The moment you get into Christ, what God did was He gave you a brand new nature on the inside. I want you to understand that the Holy Ghost took up residence on the inside of you. What He did was He gave you a new nature, and so you now have the new nature of the righteousness of God in your, in your born-again spirit, and He did it for a specific purpose, He said, so that we can do the things He planned for us long ago. And so notice... God's already planned some things for us to do long ago. That's his purpose. But notice that he's already equipped us here with what we need, the born-again nature. We need the born-again nature in order for us to do the things that he's called us to do. Now, that should tell you right there, friend, that whatever it is God is calling you to do, you're not going to be able to do that in your own strength and self-effort. You see, I don't care who you are. <laughs> I don't care how many degrees you have. I don't care how smart you are. There's nothing wrong with any of that. Maybe you're pretty smart, okay? But I want you to understand, whatever God is calling you to do, it's going to require your dependence on Him. It's going to require you uh, to look to Jesus as the stronger vessel. It's going to require you to realize that He's the vine, guys. We're just the branches, man. The branches can't do anything of themselves. The branches got to be plugged into the vine, and He is the vine but he's already equipped us with what we need so that we can do what he's called us to do. Now, now, what is he calling us to do? What is this purpose is the question we are asking. There's clearly a purpose that God has for us. Look at Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. And I want to look at these verses now in the... Um, King James. I want to go King James for these because there's a, a specific expression here or a way of wording that I want you to see. Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. This is the Apostle Paul speaking here and notice what he says. And again, we're trying to really kind of narrow down now, you know, what is God's purpose for our lives? Alex, what is it that God is calling me to do? 
And notice what he says in verse 13. He says, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. In other words, he's saying, I don't think I've, I've arrived. <laughs> Is he, Paul was saying, man, I know I haven't arrived yet. I got news, guys. None of us have arrived. Amen. And he says, but this one thing I do, this is very important. He says, this one thing I do, he says, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. And so, whatever it is that God is calling us to do, what God wants us to do is he wants us to let go of the past. You see, if you're going to step into what God has for you, you're going to have to let go of the past. That means you're going to have to let go of all the people who've hurt you in the past. I'm not denying that there was some stuff that happened in your past. You're going to have to let go of all the stuff that went wrong. I was talking to somebody the other day, and we were talking about just the importance of, of having to let go of the past. You know, that if you're going to really step into what God has for you, you can't be bemoaning, well, Alex, you know, uh, this is what went wrong, and here's the story about these people hurt me, and these people let me down. And friend, I'm not denying that that happened. All of us probably have some some stuff in our past where, you know, it's like, man, I, I wish that wouldn't have happened that way. But I'm here to tell you today, child of God, that if you want to step into what God has for you, you're going to have to let that go. You're going to have to let that go, you see. You see, thank you, Lord. This is for someone, I believe. You know, sometimes you have to forgive. Why? Just to be able to be free from the poison of what happened in the past. You see, the forgiveness is not, is not, is not, it's not for the other person. It's not so that God can forgive you because in this new covenant, God's already forgiven you. We just looked at that. <laughs> it's already done. You're already forgiven. Now, forgiveness is very important, however, because unforgiveness is going to keep you stuck in the past. Unforgiveness is, is going to keep you focused on, on the past, but what God wants to do, He wants you focused on the future. And so you got to let that go. And so you also have to let go of your own mistakes. Maybe sometimes you have to forgive yourself for the mistakes you've made. You see, Paul, guys, certainly would have had an opportunity here to feel bad about his mistakes. How many guys know Paul? Before he became Paul, he was Saul, and he made some mistakes, man. I mean, he was persecuting the church. He was standing by as Christians were being uh, killed. He did nothing. Now, Paul could have felt guilty about his past, but the way that Paul was thinking was, he said, man, I'm going to let all of that go. I'm not going to live in the past, you see. Paul understood that God tends to use our mistakes, glory to God, as uh, the raw material, you see. He wants to use uh, the messiness that's in your life, child of God, glory to God. He wants to use the hurt. He wants to use the mistakes. He wants to use those areas where you've missed it. And what he wants to do is he wants to use that as uh, the raw material out of which he is going to mold and shape you into uh, the masterpiece he has called you to be, glory to God. And so your mistakes, that what they are, they're an opportunity for God to lift you up higher. Your mistakes, they're an opportunity uh, for God to use those for His uh, good. Now, we're not condoning the bad stuff that happened in the past, but I want you to understand, glory to God, uh, that God takes the bad and He molds it into good. You see, God takes the messiness and He molds it into a masterpiece. You see, and, and one thing I, I've, I've been meditating on as well is that Paul's history, probably, guys, made him a perfect candidate to have the full revelation of the grace of God. <laughs> 
You say, Alex, why do you say that? Well, guys, because when you understand that you've fallen short, when you understand that you've made some serious mistakes, <laughs> that you didn't always get it right, well, what that does is, man, that's going to position you to receive the grace of God. <laughs> you see, a person who thinks they get it all right, man, they're gonna, it's actually going to be harder for them to have a revelation of the grace of God. Why? Because you think you're getting it right. You think, man, I don't need, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good, you know, <laughs> I'm okay. Uh, I'm doing the best I can, but when you know that you missed it, glory to God, when you know you made some mistakes, man, when you know you screwed up pretty badly, glory to God, <laughs> I hope I can say that in a sermon, I, I just said it, well, it's all good. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, when, you, when you understand that, glory to God, what happens is uh, you understand that you need the grace of God, you see, you understand that you need His mercy, you understand that you need His forgiveness, you understand that you need His grace, you see, and that's going to position you, man, uh, to depend on Him, that's going to position you uh, to be in a position where He can truly work in your life. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubin. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again on our next podcast as we continue to grow in our understanding of God's grace. Now, to learn more and to access the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworldonline.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, visit graceworldonline.org forward slash give. Now I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life, and I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.